Lord, you do it because of God's love and because you love God for what he did for you and I to die on the cross for us and give us the gift of salvation. You're willing to serve the Lord. If he was willing to serve you and giving his life for you, I think it's, uh, it's how do you say, you feel to correspond God's love. Sometimes when you serve God, uh, I know there's going to be like Monday mornings, all Monday mornings when we go to work. You know, why is it that on Monday mornings we don't feel like going to work, but you push yourself? Why do you do that? Because of paycheck. <laughs> because of the money. But in serving God, why do sometimes we get tired in serving? I mean, the body, sometimes it gets tired. But when you serve in the Lord, you do it because of, of the joy that it brings after you have finished doing a project or, or serving in an area that you are a blessing to the church or to others. It's just like why do parents to build a home, they take work and sacrifice, but we, they do it because they love their family and because it brings a joy. You know, it's just like you. I don't know how many of you ladies hosted the Christmas uh, dinner at your, home, at your house, but it took work. You had to clean the house. You do some detailed cleaning. Amen? Amen. But then it takes work. But then when you see the family eating together, oh, it's just such a joy. You know, it's just like that. When you serve God, I know serving God, it takes work, but you do it because of the joy that it brings to you. What a blessing it is for us as the family to serve in the holy things of God. It is a privilege. You know, Joshua was passionate about serving God. And I like where it says here in verse 1. And I was trying to guide, I was guided on, on the sermon where it says in verse 1, the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, that Moses' servant. Now focus on that. Moses' servant. He was a servant already. Serving God and serving Moses and serving the people of Israel. I know he, um, he was uh, faithful. And I know it takes perseverance to be faithful. You know, he was a slave. But he was faithful to God. He was free with the people of God and he was serving God. And he never stopped. He always was there for Moses and for the people of God. So my invitation to you today you know, let's do better this coming year. You know, if you come once, uh, once, one Sunday a month, why don't you come three Sundays a month, or four Sundays a month next year, amen? Or if you come already four Sundays a month, why don't you come to Sunday school? If you don't stay for Sunday school, let's say to the Lord, this year, coming year, I'm going to do better. I'm going to stay for Sunday school class. Do you know that you, when you go to Sunday school class, you learn more, you get to ask questions, you get to get into the Bible, and you get to challenge the teacher. You know, sometimes I don't have the answer on Sunday school teacher, on the Sunday school class, but I tell them, I'll take it as a homework, let me study it, and we'll get, we'll, we'll, we'll touch that subject ne next Sunday. But why don't you come to Sunday school class if you are not attending Sunday school class? And if you're being here every Sunday, Sunday school class, why don't you see an area where you could serve the Lord? Next 
coming year, I hope you have a, a the desire to do better, to do steps or progress in, in the serving of the Lord. And that is my topic. Because I know sometimes we say, you know, we'll do it tomorrow, we'll do it next month, and, and, and tomorrow never comes. I hope you don't say like we do in Mexico, mañana. And mañana never comes. It's an indefinite mañana. You know, it says that procrastination is the art of keeping with yesterday. That means you'll say, you know, I'll do it tomorrow, and you never make a decision that I'm going to start right now and serve in the Lord. Why is it that others are serving in the Lord and not I? Why don't you ask that question? I remember Brother McClellan when I was in, in class of uh, pastoral counseling, and we were in an association meeting, and one of the pastors was not there to do a project or uh, something that he was in charge. So he said, Brother Ruben, you're going to do it. I said, why me? Why don't you ask someone else? <laughs> My Spanish, I know it, it was in English, and I got nervous. Every time I, I preach in, in English, I get a little bit nervous because it's not my comfort zone. And I told him, no. He says, why not? It is your blessing. It is your blessing. And that stuck with me. Do you know serving the Lord, it is your blessing. So don't do like me. Let someone else do it. <laughs> it is your blessing. But you know, uh, there's another saying. Some are born great and serving. When I'm serving, uh, let me read the quotation. Some are born great, some achieve greatness, and some hire public relation officers to speak for them. Well, how about this one? I know this one, you probably know this one. I know hard work never hurts anyone, but I, I am not taking any chances. And when I have an urge to work, I lay down until it goes away. Well, I hope you don't do that. My challenge this morning in the subject is the blessing of serving God. You know, to Joshua, it's an example in the life of Joshua that we could follow in knowing that God will be there for you. He will notice that you are serving God. How did God knew that uh, Joshua was serving in the things of God? It's because God knows everything. He knows where you are. He is near you, especially when you are active in the church. See, God saw in Joshua a heart of a servant. And he sees you when you are here in church. And if you have the desire of serving, you know, you, get, you have God's attention. Joshua appeared uh, when they fought the Amalekites. And Moses said these words to him. You know, he said, Moses said to Joshua, choose someone of our men and go out and fight the Amalekites. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered. You know, he was there to serve the Lord. He was there and God noticed his desire to serve him. So my point is that God sees you when you are active. When you are there serving the Lord, preaching the gospel, or serving here at church, or being in Sunday school class, doing, doing the things that, uh, you know, that, how do you say, uh, works together with the church, he is watching you. 
You know, just like Brother Eric and I, it's not, we always, even before we were uh, uh, preachers or pastors, we were active before. And so God sees things like, like that, that there are members who are active, that maybe the Lord in the future are going to call them to serve in the church. So he sees you and I, and I when we are here in church and when we are at home or at work. There was a 60-year-old uh, young man who prayed to the Lord, Lord, I don't want to live more than 80 years, so I pray you take me when I'm 80 years old. Well, he got 80 years old, and he was in good shape. So six months later, after being 80 years old, he stopped going to church. So the pastor went and visited him and said, how come you stopped coming to church? He says, well, I prayed to the Lord to take me at 80, and he hasn't. Well, that's, amen, praise the Lord. Why don't you come back and praise the Lord? He says, no, I just don't want to remind him. <laughs> Maybe he forgot about my prayer request. What is my point? My point is that God sees you. He sees you when you are here in church, and when you ha have a heart that you want to serve the Lord, he'll give you the opportunity. He'll give you the opportunity. And if you have the desire to serve the Lord, and that is my challenge this morning too, why don't you make steps of progress? We could always improve, all of us, in doing better for the Lord. And if you have the desire to serve the Lord, stay close with those who are active already and serving. Amen? Aren't you thankful for the, aren't you thankful for the ones that are active in the church and carry on the church and, uh, you know, push it forward and, and they're active? And do you pray for them? Do you thank the Lord for them? And do you have the desire to also participate? You know, when you have a desire, stay close with the ones who are active. That's what Joshua did. He was there with Moses. He knew Moses was close to God. And he wanted also to talk to the Lord and be close to the Lord. And let me tell you, you know, when, when you are serving the Lord, the, the Lord is close to you, closer to you. And you have God's devoted attention. I'm not saying that it, not on all of them because he's there with us until the end of the world. He is there with you and he sees you. But I'm saying when you have the desire to serve, hey, you, are, you have God's attention. Because that's what he's looking for, for us to serve him in areas. There's always something that you could do in church. Aren't you glad that in FNBC, this church, God has entrusted us with the holy things of God to minister to people uh, the gospel? You know, what a blessing, what a privilege it is for you and I. And we should do the best that we can, and we are. I think we have a good team. Amen. I think we have a good team in preaching and uh, worship service and people working on vacation, Bible school, Thanksgiving baskets, Christmas programs. See, there's areas where you could serve. There's areas that you could serve. So, serve. so when I see Joshua and Moses told him uh, to go and fight the Amalekites, he did, he did as, as Moses ordered. You know, sometimes we wouldn't like to be told what to do. But sometimes in church... I don't know. I guess it's because our personalities sometimes may collide, you know. Uh, but 
when somebody is in charge, would you follow? Amen? Would you follow? Somebody is in charge. Like in the ladies, they choose the president of the ladies. Okay, that's, that's her blessing. And let's support, uh, you know, support her. Joshua, one of the things that I see here, he did not complain. So one of the first things that we do or should, we should do when serving together as a church, we shouldn't complain, we shouldn't criticize, we shouldn't protest or, uh, you know, try to work together as we serve in the church. And another thing, you know, uh, Moses was praying for him. So we should be there to encourage one another. And then working together, I was reading that the 10 most powerful letter worlds, letter, I'm sorry, the 10 most powerful two-letter words is in working together, it is, if it is to be, it is up to me. So I think we could, we could see that uh, when we work together, we are to participate. And take it on, on, on responsibility on you, too. So Joshua, he was active. He was busy. He was serving already. I think he should have read this words. Aim for, aim for service, not success, and success will follow. And I think that applies to him. But sometimes we want to lead. But I think if you notice God's way, this is God's way, that sometimes when you are serving, you know, that's when the reward comes. That's when God uh, gets... Uh, gives the attention and brings them and and to be active in the church and another thing i see is that joshua was an encouraging friend to moses he was always there for him when you are serving in church or in any area it is always good to have a good friend on your side to encourage you because it's it's easy to uh, criticize uh, sometimes when things are not going my way you know, we take it personal, or we try to uh, impose our opinion. But Joshua was there as a friend to encourage, to support Moses, to be there for Moses. You know, Moses and Joshua were up there in the mountain when God was going to give them the Ten Commandments. And I think they were there like 40 days or so. And when they were ready to come down, when Joshua heard the noise of the people, shouted, he said to Moses, there's a sound of war in the camp. Moses replied, it is not sound of victory. It is not a sound of defeat. It is the sound of singing that I hear. And they were having a worship service. And they were worshiping, but not God. They were worshiping an idol. So Moses, you know, that's, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes you work for the Lord. And you give all your life to the Lord, and that is Moses. But then the people made him lose his patience. The people even cut his life short. So God is there to encourage you too when you are serving God. So I hope, my point is trying to encourage you as you serve this year to keep serving next year. Or even if you're not serving to next year, make a, make a goal to serve the Lord. And areas that God might give you an opportunity. Be a good friend. If you're not serving or if you want to serve, stay with those who are active already. And be a good friend of them. Be a good friend of them, just like Joshua was for Moses. You know, I, I thank the Lord that 
there's a brother who is always there. Uh, uh, when I went to Tijuana on the 14th, I went to encourage the brother who is the pastor. He's not the pastor, but I, I, there's an opening that he could become a pastor. And my point is that I, I went to go and encourage him. Now, who wants to go in trouble over there to Tijuana and spend 11 to 12 hours just to encourage him? You know, but I'm glad Jose Juvencio, he went with me. And Jose Juvencio, I told him, would you like to go with me to Tijuana and visit the church and encourage Brother Raul? And he said, yes. So he, had a, look, he got off of work at 6 o'clock in the morning, picked up at 6.30. He went with me, and our purpose is to be there and encourage Brother Raul and but, you know, Jose Juvencio, he loves to serve the Lord. And he likes to be there when things like that happen. He wants to participate or, or be there. And when we got there, he got so excited. He picked up the, the hymn book. He got five, five hymns. And he told the, the, the brethren, okay, let's have a worship service. Now, I, I, I was not planning to have a worship service. I was just going over there to talk to the brother Raul and encourage him to, you know, since, since the pastor died, now it's an opportunity for you to step in. Pray to the Lord, and I will help you. And I took some books. And um, so brother Juvencio, he was there um, with the desire to have a worship service. He sang five, five hymns, and he even picked up the offering. That's a good Baptist missionary Baptist. <laughs> I go, well, you know, <laughs> I go, what? you don't have to pick, pick up an offering. You know, we were there to take them an offering to them, not for them to. Uh, but anyway, that's a good, a good teaching. Amen? Amen? To try to support themselves as a missionary Baptist. So I'm glad he did that. Well, on the way back, two and a half hours to cross the border. Two and a half hours we were sitting there. I tell Juvencio, aren't you losing your patience? He goes, No. We're doing it for the Lord. I go, man, what a good answer he gave. Amen. Praise the Lord. And, you know, we need friends like that when you are serving. Because you're going to get tired. I mean, your body. The spirit is willing, but the body is not sometimes. You know, even being here with Brother C, so I know the music uh, ministry is here like 8 o'clock or 8.30 or so. But that takes discipline. But it brings a joy when you love the Lord and you do it after you have participated. Amen. See, you're giving me a privilege to bring the message in English, you know. So, but I always ask for your patience because I know uh, one day, Brother C, so you should listen to yourself and, and, and preaching. And I have a bad accent, bad accent when I was listening to myself. So anyway, be a good friend. Be a good friend in church. Let me, let me ask you one, one question. When you are here working and you have participated and work in an activity here in the church, if I was to ask you, name five people you can enjoy working with them. Now, don't tell me out loud. It's taken there in your mind. But isn't it a joy to work with them? 
Gracias a Dios. That's right. Yeah. You know, I see some of the uh, brethren here in the church that are faithful, working together, and some of them are praying. You know, they pray for the for the church, and it's in their hearts, they're in their prayers. Some of them I see faithful and potlucks eating together. See, you didn't let me finish. <laughs> I say eating together in fellowship, enjoying a good good meal. You are faithful in that, too. But, you know, that is one of the things that I have to mention. Brother Eric and I have noticed in our church that one of the positive things in this church is when we reach out to others. The best way that we could uh, win people to, for Christ is reaching out to others. And that is, that is easy. But it takes, uh, how do you say, loving people. It takes loving the need for, for them to, to know the Savior. And sometimes we don't want to get out of our comfort zone, but you could do that. You know, even in potlucks, don't, say with the, don't sit with the same people. Maybe they're tired of you. <laughs> I know that will get you your attention. Sit with the new, you know, I was said that in, last Sunday in the Spanish uh, uh, meal uh, and Christmas, anyway, uh, there was a family, a new visitor couple with three kids. They were sitting by themselves. You know, and they, why can't they see that? You know, sometimes uh, God brings new people into our church and still we don't minister to the people. What an opportunity. But it's just that sometimes we think of ourselves or we're going to think of the best friends that we have and we want to be with them. But our purpose here is to minister to new people, to new visitors. You know, even in Christmas, we, it was like 11 o'clock. And we were eating together, and uh, my nephew, he started asking questions about the Bible. So we were, we, were, we were talking about the Bible for about 10, 15 minutes or 20 minutes. And I spoke to him about the Bible. And he's here today. He's back there. Angelo. You know? And that is a joy. You know, that is one of the things that brings me joy, that when I see someone getting close to God or accepting the Lord as the Lord Jesus, man, that is the greatest joy for a pastor or a preacher. And it should be to you. You know, there's opportunities that God is going to present to you. And you should, uh, uh, how do you say, take advantage of those opportunities in serving God. There's a saying, lack of opportunity is something, nothing more than lack of purpose or direction. You know, I, I, was, I was listening to Brother Louis last Sunday night when he was saying, you know, Christianity or Christian life is not about you. Oh, man, he was very direct. I say, amen. amen. <laughs> I said it, you know, uh, but sometimes we forget that we have been blessed and that we could be a blessing to others. My Lord Jesus said, He who believes in me, as the scripture said, from the innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. That is you. 
Is Jesus your Lord and Savior? Then the word is talking about you. Hey, you're not a, a, a water hose. You're not a faucet in the kitchen. You're rivers. That means you could be a blessing to people. You know the Savior. You know the word of God. And you could be a blessing to other people. And what a blessing it is to serve the Lord. Amen? Amen. And it brings joy when we serve the Lord. So, be a friend to those who work. And if you work, well, the Word of God encourages us, you know. And we always need a friend next, next to us when we serve the Lord. There was an elderly man laying in, in the hospital with his wife of 55 years old sitting at her bed, his bedside. And he said, is that you, Ethel, at my side? Yes, dear, she, re she answered. And the man says, remember years ago when I was in the veterans hospital? You were there too. Yes, I was there. And the man says, remember when we lost everything in the fire? And Ethel rem uh, says, remember when we were poor too? You stuck with me too then. Yes, dear, dear, I always have been there for you. Then the man said to Ethel, you know, Ethel, I tell you, you're bad luck. <laughs> well, I'm glad that Joshua was not bad luck for, for Moses. <clears throat> You know, being there for someone is never bad luck. On the contrary, the Bible says you are a blessing to that person when you are there. You know, the best way to encourage someone is to be there for them. To be there for them. Another thing that I could learn in Joshua's life is that he never lost his passion for the Lord. That's why I'm glad they sang that song. A thousand years from now, I will never stop. I will never stop praising you. And that is Joshua. Can you imagine Joshua? Because, you know, he had to wait 40 years in the desert for God's blessing. 40 years. How patient are you? Would you wait 40 years for the, for the, uh, the Lord's blessing? And you, will you still have the same, same passion? You know, why is it that we always lose our passion for everything? Oh, I could give you several examples that you and I lose our passion in things. Do you remember when you went to, to, to work, your first job and your first check? Man, you were excited. Amen? Yeah. Oh, you forgot that first day. How about, do you remember when you got married, those who are married? What a joy it was. Amen? You know, and, and, and the girlfriend say, oh, he's here. He's here to pick me up. And then years later, you're married. Oh, he's here. <laughs> and in church, you know, one of the things when I was saved, I told the Lord, Lord, never take that joy that I feel today, the joy of salvation. I told him, never take that joy away from me. And you know, I still have the joy of the Lord. And doesn't the Bible says that the joy of the Lord, it's your strength. You want to see yourself the most strong and the strength in you is when you feel the joy of the Lord. 
of doing something, of seeing God's hand on the things that you're doing and we are doing as a church. That's when the church and you are the most strongest. That is scriptural. You know, so don't lose your passion for the Lord. Um, and ask the Lord to give you opportunity to, to serve him. And focus on the things that you like and uh, doing for the Lord. And if someone asks you to do something, well, do it. You know, I didn't want to preach in English. I remember when I was here, Cecil asked me, I want you to, you know, can you bring a sermon in English? I say, no. But then I say, okay, give me three months. And it took me three months to do a sermon. And then he asked me, okay, once a month. I go, what? Do you know, well, do you know how long it takes me to do a sermon in English? I think Brother Eric should bring one sermon in Spanish at least once a year. Amen? <laughs> Why do I get out of my comfort zone and Brother Eric doesn't? I'm talking on the English language. I know uh, Brother Eric, he's very good at, at preaching in English. I like the way he does the outline. Those who do know homiletics, you know. But listen, that's another, that's another point. I'm getting ahead of my, my, my outline, but God is there to encourage you and to do things that, uh, that you could do for the Lord. You know, there's areas that, that others cannot do that you could only do. You know, I know there's people better than us or do better jobs than us, but God could still use you. Amen? But I would, like to, I would still like to see Brother Eric preach a sermon in Spanish. Even if it takes him a year. <laughs> My point is that to, sometimes, uh, uh, you know, we don't want to get off of our comfort zone. But you could serve the Lord. You know, you could serve the Lord. Uh, there's another point, and that is the blessing of serving God. You have God's devoted attention, but also God is himself is there to encourage you. Look at in verse uh, 8. From verse 8, this, is of this, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. So that you may be careful to do according to all that is written. And for then you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have success. Now this is God speaking. This is God taking the time to encourage Joshua. This is God personally paying a visit to him. Since he's going to have a, uh, how do you say, he's going to have a greater service than before. Not just being a servant, but now he's going to be a leader. And that's going to take more encouragement. So he's there to encourage him personally. So when you serve, that is my point. He's there for you, and he wants to encourage you to serve the Lord. Have I not commanded you to be strong and courageous? Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And that is God speaking to you and I. You know, I know Joshua was going to need some uh, encouragement because he was going to have to be the leader. So the Lord said, be strong, be courageous, be brave, be bold, fearless. Because the Lord knew what was going to happen uh, ahead, and he was going to need uh, 
to be there for him. You know, um, why is it that in the church the minority always is the one who uh, work in the church? And the other 80 lets them do the work. You know, uh, even though they're the minority, God is closer to them. Do you believe that? You know, that's why he's there to, to encourage. And there's something that you could do in the church that no one can. You could be a blessing. You know, just like I was saying, you know, um, you could do better in, in serving in the Lord. You could do steps of progress in serving in the Lord. And sometimes people are better than you in the areas. Well, there's something that you could do. And I'm trying to uh, think of a, an example. And the only example that I, that I thought of is, is putting Cecil on the spot. You know, Cecil, one day, he was working on my computer. And I know Cecil could do like 10 things. When I do one, he could do 10, 10 things at one time. Anyway, one day Carl told me, I want you to come and visit, visit uh, Cecil's house. He was not there that day. He did a work on uh, woodwork on the, on the window of the kitchen and the sliding door window. He put some, some molding there, I think. I'm trying to remember. And uh, he always said to me that when you work in the computer, some computers, since they don't know how to work them, they blink, you know, or, or their TVs don't work. They do static, you know. Well, when I went to go visit his house, I noticed he worked on the molding. Well, the molding was blinking. <laughs> the molding was doing static. And I say, hey, man, there's something that I could do that he cannot do. <laughs> and that is my point. Listen, there's something that you could do for the Lord that others cannot do. I know he could do th 10 things, and when I do one, but there was something that he couldn't do. I said, praise God. <laughs> so I fixed the molding, put some molding around his house and the living room. Man, it came out good. And I tell you why I say it came out good, because he gave me a, a, a how do you say, DVD player, a Blu-ray, and he went and installed it, and I did a good job. <laughs> what is my point? Hey, maybe there's, there's others who are better than you, but there is something that you can do for the Lord, and that is my point. So, you know, accept uh, the invitation from the Lord to to, to serve. And uh, I want to close with these two verses of Scripture. You know, two things of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm trying to read. Well, two things our Lord Jesus Christ says about loving God. Listen, when you love God, the evidence is that you love His Word. And that's what our Lord Jesus said to Moses, to Joshua. You know, do not depart from this book. And even my Lord Jesus said in uh, John 14, if, he, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our dwelling place with him. I'm trying to use an easier word for me, okay? So if you love God, you're going to love the word. And if you love the word, he's going to, dwell in you. He's going to be close to you. And there's another scripture that our Lord Jesus uh, says, when, when you love God, you love his word, and you love his work. And you will serve him. And even a, 
there's another scripture that I uh, wrote, I mean, put in the, in the screen. If, he, if anyone serves me, he must follow me. And wherever I am, there my servant will also be. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Man, what a blessing. What a blessing is to serve the Lord. And, and it brings you joy. It brings us joy. So that is my invitation this morning. As the musicians come forward, there's a, uh, something that I found in one of the books as we getting close to the new year. It says, I said to a man who stood at the gate of the year, give me the light that I may thread safely into the known. And he replied, go on into the darkness and put your hand in the hand of God. That shall be to you better than the light and safer than a known unknown way. And that is what we should do as the year, New Year uh, is near. But I, I challenge you to do better to be better in serving the Lord as a church and individually. Amen? Amen. Let's stand and have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you for the life of Joshua, that he, he had a passion for you and serving you and being there with Moses and being there for his people, but mostly to serve you, Lord. His example to us is... is it's unique that let us follow his example and, and that we could have the blessing of you being close to us as you were close to Joshua and you were there for them even to encourage him personally. We, we, may we find uh, pleasure in your eyes, Lord, as we try to have a heart of a servant or to serve you, Lord. May the year that is coming we have the desire uh, to be better. And, and dedication and being faithful to you. That is our prayer, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.